0: National Public Radio would like to see Bill Barr removed as Attorney General of the United States. Why do I say this? When Steve Inskeep of NPR had the chance to interview Attorney General Barr, he repeatedly asked him hostile and gotcha questions that I can assure you were never asked of Eric Holder or Loretta Lynch when they were Attorneys General of the United States. The questions by Steve Inskeep betrayed a bias of NPR against Attorney General Barr, and Barr's responses to NPR prove that he was a great pick by President Trump. I'm Gail Trotter, host of The Gail Trotter Show. I'm a liberty-loving, tyranny-hating lawyer based in your nation's capital. I hope to keep you informed and to be your spokesman in Washington, DC. Please subscribe to my show below, hit the bell so you don't miss a daily episode. Comment down below what you think about how Bill Barr is doing as his job as Attorney General. I have three points to share with you today. I'm gonna link down below to this transcript of the interview of Attorney General Bill Barr by Steve Inskeep of NPR. I have these three points to share with you. And the first point is that Attorney General Barr is following the constitution and he's protecting our justice. Inskeep tried to malign Barr in this NPR interview by alleging that Barr has acted nefariously on behalf of President Trump's personal interests. Inskeep gave three examples. The dismissal of the case against Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, the Roger Stone sentencing, and the firing of Manhattan interim U.S. Attorney Jeffrey Berman. We have talked about these three examples in prior episodes and it was interesting and actually offensive to see how Steve Inskeep characterized these three events in his interview with Attorney General Barr. Even the way the transcript was headed shows NPR's bias. Quote, in an interview with Morning Edition Steve Inskeep, Attorney General William Barr denied that the Justice Department is continually upholding the interest of the president, dismissed concerns about the firing of federal prosecutor Prosecutor Jeffrey Berman and said he does not believe an election conducted mainly by mail can be secure. I highlighted those words. Attorney General William Barr denied that he's constantly upholding the interests of the president. He dismissed concerns about the firing of Jeffrey Berman does not believe. Do you see that the language that NPR selects, even in its framing of this interview with Attorney General Barr is so negative. It's like, it's putting General, Attorney General Barr in the dock and interrogating him in a way that they never interrogate people who agree with NPR's leftist agenda. It is trying to be very negative about the job that Attorney General Barr is doing instead of highlighting the excellent progress that he has made in the administration of justice. I will proudly and happily share with you, however, that Bill Barr spit facts back at Inskeep in a measured and unflappable way. Barr explained how executive authority of the president to see that the laws are faithfully executed is proceeding under his presidency. For example, Flynn's case was reviewed by a former FBI agent for 10 years and was prosecutor for 10 years. And this review showed that the irregularities in Michael Flynn's prosecution and investigation stemmed from the investigation and the prosecution of the Department of Justice and the FBI before Bill Barr was Attorney General. The irregularities were not about the dismissal of the charges and quoting Bill Barr, what they did when they indicted Flynn. Inskeep, however, kept trying to say that it was a wrong, it was a wrong move for the dismissal by the Department of Justice because, quote, It was a case involving a friend of the president," end quote, which is silly. There is no conflict of interest, as Bill Barr noted, no political influence at stake. I loved this quote in the interview by Bill Barr. He says, there was a lot of hinky stuff in the Flynn case. Everyone knew that. So true and so funny that he used the hinky stuff uh, description as well. So let's go on to Roger Stone's case. Roger Stone's case was another example of different rules for supporters of President Trump versus everybody who aligns aligns with the leftist or Democrat agenda. The sentence recommendation for Roger Stone by the line prosecutors was twice as long as the most similar case, Scooter Libby. You might remember that case that arose during the George W. Bush years. And as Bill Barr noted, the line prosecutors, quote, could not point to any case even remotely close to the seven to nine year sentence recommended by the line prosecutors. So the US attorney who was above the line prosecutors, but below Bill Barr, he felt the line prosecutors recommendation of seven to nine years for Roger Stone was too severe and not justified. Those are the words of Bill Barr quoting the USA, the US Attorney. Bill Barr wanted them, the Department of Justice prosecutors to share all the relevant information about the Roger Stone prosecution and the uh, anything related to the case to the judge, share it with the judge and leave it to the judge's discretion. And the judge ended up giving a sentence that Barr thought was correct, which was half half the number of years recommended by those four line prosecutors. Barr made this very important point in his interview with NPR, quote, regardless of Roger Stone's relationship with the president, he doesn't deserve a break, but he certainly doesn't deserve to be treated and singled out and treated more harshly than everyone else which is an ongoing thing that we see about supporters of President Trump, that it's not enough to vilify them, but they have to not only have the book thrown at them, but you have to increase beyond where justice is served in similar, similar cases of similarly situated people, that there's this effort to try and make an example out of them. And Barr makes the important point, that he didn't deserve to be singled out and treated more harshly than everyone else. Otherwise, you don't have a system of justice. You have essentially the effort to try and make political points through the administration of justice, and that is wrong. Barr goes on to discuss the Jeffrey Berman removal, which we talked about in an earlier episode. The Berman removal was a personnel issue. Berman was an interim U.S. attorney, and he was not going to be there. He was not going to be nominated by President Trump to be the permanent person there. Instead, someone who was already in the Trump administration, Jay Clayton, who's a former partner of Sullivan and Cromwell, which is one of the preeminent New York law firms, he put up his hand. He wanted that job. He was going to step out of his role as chairman of the SEC, which oversees Wall Street, which is, which enforces federal law against Wall Street. And he raised his hand and said, I'm going to leave public service. But if, if that position were to be available, I would like to be nominated for that. So that is Jay Clayton. And Barr noted that Clayton was a very strong person as a presidential appointment to that office. So you had a vacancy. Jeffrey Berman was filling it on an interim basis, and then you had somebody else who was a strong candidate wanting that position, and President Trump wanted to put him in that position. And then Berman, you might remember, valued public spectacle over public service. And uh, Steve Inskeep of NPR challenges Bill Barr more on this issue of the removal of Jeffrey Berman, and... Ask him, well, what about you know, the, the idea that this is somehow, there's something wrong with removing Berman at this point because there are cases that the president might be concerned about. Bill Barr makes the point, I was certainly aware that given the current environment, anytime you make a personnel move, conspiracy theorists will suggest that there's something, that there's some ulterior motive involved. But I felt this was actually a good time to do it because I was not aware of anything that should in reality give rise to that. So you can see that Steve Inskeep is trying to trip up Bill Barr and trying to push this leftist Democrat narrative that President Trump is acting in his own interest instead of in the interest of justice and of the forgotten man and woman, and trying to pull Bill Barr into that smear and that allegation. But Bill Barr, previously served as attorney general under President Bush, he is very experienced, very smart lawyer, and he knows knows about the workings of the Department of Justice. So poor Steve Inskeep is trying to get him on the ropes, and yet Bill Barr, in a very professional, respectful manner, is able to answer every single challenge that Steve Inskeep poses and hit it out of the ballpark. My second point to share with you on this is that in this interview itself, Bill Barr calls out the mainstream media. Inskeep wants Barr to, quote, answer a voter who sees a pattern here of continually upholding the personal interests of the president. Now, this is kind of a ridiculous question to ask an attorney general because he's not a politician. He is nominated by the president. He has a job to see that we have equal justice under law. He is not a mouthpiece for the Republican Party. And to ask him what he thinks that voters should be answered is kind of a ridiculous question to begin with. But Bill Barr responds, quote, there's no such pattern. I would say that that is a media narrative that has been adhered to, where things that happen all the time in the Department of Justice are misrepresented to the public and cast as somehow suspicious. And then I love this. He was able to to draw an amazing word picture that makes it very clear to us what his role is as attorney general and what we should be praising him about because he is courageous and able to do what he's supposed to do in this job, unlike a lot of people that we see in Washington who give up their their job, their part to play in our constitutional order, and they appeal to constituencies that they should be oblivious to. So this is the great word picture that Bill Barr Uh, draws. He says he got it from a Democratic senator, but I just love it and want to share it with you. Quote, part of the job of Attorney General is like being a sheriff standing in front of the jail. There's always the mob. And these days, the media is very prominent among the mob who either want someone hung or they want him sprung. And part of what the Department of Justice is about and what the Attorney General is about is ignoring the mob and the calls and the false narratives and doing in each case what they think is right. Right and just for the individual. That's what I am doing and that is what I will continue to do. So I just think we should all have that picture of Bill Barr in our mind that he's the sheriff and he's protecting the constitutional rights of each individual American against the mob. And I would agree with him that the media is part of that mob trying to get certain people um, sprung and certain people hung and Bill Barr is resisting that pressure on him. The third point that I want to share with you today is that these ridiculous questions from the leftist media, they don't faze Bill Barr. For example, The questioner, Steve Inskeep, really pounds Bill Barr on Christianity and tries to trip him up as that frequent leftist media narrative that Republicans and people who support constitutional government are somehow bigoted against people of other religions, which is patently untrue because people who are Uh, who are supporters of the Constitution understand that one of our most cherished cherished rights under the First Amendment of our Bill of Rights is the freedom of religion, the free exercise of religion. So Steve Inskeep really tries to go after Bill Barr on this point related to a talk that Bill Barr gave at Notre Notre Dame a while back. And then he asked this ridiculous question. What does Christianity teach you that the president would do with completely unchecked power, with absolute power. So there's so many things that are wrong with this question, but I'll just point two things out. First, why is he asking what Christianity would teach Bill Barr about the law? He wouldn't really ask that of someone of uh, a different religion or an atheist or anything like that. He's trying to smear Bill Barr and and try to make the allegation that somehow being a Christian in this day and age and actually being a, a you know outspoken person about faith and the role of religion in society, not Christianity, just the role of religion generally, is somehow something to be ashamed about, or that you know the NPR listenership would be concerned knowing that Bill Barr is a Christian and that he's given talks at Notre Dame about law and about the role of religion in society. So that's the first problem with that question. The second problem is that he says, what would it teach you about what the president would do with unchecked power, absolute power? He's not asking this in a vacuum. This is on top of asking all these other questions about President Trump and Bill Barr doing the bidding, supposedly, of President Trump's personal interest. So he's trying to make the point that President Trump is acting with unchecked power or with absolute power, and it's crazy. And I just love how Bill Barr gives a history lesson, not only to Steve Inske, but all the listeners of NPR, anybody who wants to read this transcript. The president doesn't have unchecked powers. I mean, it is shocking to me that he would even have to tell this to Steve Inskeep, because obviously our government is set up with a separation of powers. And he goes on to turn it back on Steve Inskeep, one of the people who's faulting President Trump for this, and yet is completely unquestioning about what's going down in the lockdowns across this country. So quoting Bill Barr in this interview, one of the things that perplexes me about all these people who challenged me on the idea of executive power and its nature, they seem perfectly content to sit back and let governors who are executives and have constitutions make the most sweeping decisions about people's livelihood, basically putting the entire population in home detention and telling people that they have to shut down their livelihoods and their businesses. And they leave that to the discretionary decision of governors. And I haven't heard the media at all saying, "Hmm." This is a pretty broad use of power. Where does it say in the Constitution that they have that power? I mean, that is just a great rhetorical response to Steve Inskeep. Well, you're worried about something that is not a problem, that is not the situation. We have a limited government. We have separation of powers. There are many checks on the president. We're seeing that happen all the time with President Trump he's getting some of his agenda passed, he's not able to do other things. Even the Supreme Court wouldn't let him rescind an executive order that was illegal by the prior administration that didn't follow the same rules that they were saying President Trump had to follow in order to rescind the illegal action of the prior administration. And then Bill Barr is able to turn around and talk about how this media, they are incurious about what the governors are doing in the most sweeping uh, use of emergency powers in our lifetime. So Bill Barr, to wrap it up, is the attorney general that we need. President Trump did a great job selecting him. Bill Barr doesn't let the media or the Democrats or the left bully him. Praise President Trump on social media for making the great choice of Bill Barr for Attorney General. Thank President Trump for picking someone who is highly qualified but not part of the swamp, someone who upholds the Constitution and justice. Contact the White House via the link below and let President Trump know how much you value Bill Barr and his fidelity to our Constitution and to the rule of law. Thank you for joining me today. Subscribe below so you don't miss a daily episode. Hit the bell and comment down below on what you think is the most impressive thing that Bill Barr has done as Attorney General during his term of office. Thanks for listening to the Gail Trotter Show, right in D.C. Be sure to sign up for her mailing list on her website, gailtrotter.com. And also follow her on Twitter, at Gail Trotter, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe now, it's easy. Thanks for listening. Share the truth. Share the Gail Trotter Show.